Welcome back to Ma's Garage with Kevin Crick. Today, we introduce our first guest and new member of the show, Smokey. How's it going? Not bad. How about you, good sir? Doing, doing great. Doing great. Happy to be here. I move around too much, guys. You just you got gotta, a lot of energy. That's not bad. You gotta get. You gotta find <laughs> a. Com- you gotta find something that you're comfortable with. Like my like my so, my my chair is gonna spin, but I just need to like not spin as much. Can go in the first podcast. This can go in the podcast too, because our first podcast was talking about how we didn't know what we were doing, but we're doing it anyway. Sure, sure thing. I mean, I was thinking we could have like bloopers or whatever. So. Yeah. So speaking of taking on new tasks, Smokey is going to try to take on the task of being our editor, which is something that he's never, have you dabbled in at all doing editing in any sense? Not at all. Not at all. I've probably put like four, uh, four hours of researching articles online into it. Can you tell us what you do? I work as a dispatcher for a trucking company. That's awesome. It's got it's got its perks, but it's awesome. Some of them, gotcha. some of them love to announce themselves when they call. Like this, like there's one that always calls. It's Zephy calling. Zephy calling for next load, and I'm just <laughs> okay. Zephy, you hold on one moment, man. So I've I've learned that recently too. Like is uh, where I am. There's a lot more people from you know different parts of the world, and like our euphemisms and our little like phrases and stuff that we use it gets so lost we use them every day and they're so common and they're just like no kidding they're just you try it's so lost then because it's not a simple concept it's like a a very like you know what does that have to do with the simplest things too that you use all the times right right and and exactly and it's like should i know this person you're talking about who is this paul (laughs) literally right 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 and you only know it because you've heard it in context a bunch of times and that's why you're using it but they haven't heard it in context they only know it as you know this is an apple or the basics of the language same thing as us for when we first learn a language but 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 you also have to think we have been learning that language since we were much younger than they're than they are learning it at the age that they are and it goes both right. ways. That's, you oh, know? that's true. We're not united you know, as receptive. That's where we're stupid Americans because we don't get the euphemisms of their their culture. But it's, it's the same thing. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it goes both ways, you know. And There's I a just... lot of languages where I envy from that is they have – oh, I was going to say that they have uh, certain words that encompass different ideas that we don't even have phrases for where it's like one single word that can say like what the smell of rainy day smells like all in one yes. word, like, you know, because it's so powerful. So that you got to shorten it, you know, to one exactly. Thing. There's a, there's a video that I watched not that long ago that, uh, was, um, it was, um, how, how different, how, how different words mean different things in different languages. And they took like, um, they took like the, uh, or no, it was yeah, something along those lines. Basically, like what things mean in America, and then what things mean in England, and they used stuff like okay. chips, 
stuff and like football and like um uh they did like uh, they did uh art it's and they did like um eggplant and uh some other oh yeah what what's the word for eggplant it's like parpa it's a really interesting word like papage or something like that do you remember what it was i've never heard of that they say i I had to look it up because i heard it so we we say aluminum they say aluminium Dude, it makes total sense though right. because you look at the rest of the periodic tables, everything is that eum sound. So why did we, why did we pick on aluminum <laughs> to, to make it? I mean, we, d- right. we we just that's just how it's used in our culture, but it's like legitimately that's it's aluminium, aluminum. But that's that's technically a basic oh. fundamental element. And if you look at like ninety percent of the elements on the periodic table, they all end with that I U M. Oh, absolutely. And we say we say all those right. So why didn't we say that one right? I don't like, know. But it's so rebels like lithium, gallium, yeah. lithium, yeah, gallium, uh, radium. Eggplant is an aubergine. An aubergine. That's what uh, it is. In- the craziest concept <laughs> of that is that's literally translating English to English, though. Literally. My God, right. I, almost, I, I almost want like to look, color. Look I, at I the word color. look up this video again because it was, color like, it was color. funny. Like, you know what I mean? When you get to other languages, it's even worse. Do you know what the word Nova means in Spanish? Like the Chevy Nova? I do not. Nova means doesn't go. How would you like to buy a car that's name literally translate to doesn't go? Yeah, somehow Chevy did it. Probably see a bunch of them in Cuba. Those guys have like a bunch of old US made cars there in mint condition. I could believe because that was the last time we traded with them. <laughs> hmm. I see, I see. Now I want to know where Nova's actually from, where they actually got it from. Nova, like, yeah, and the why did, for the car, like a yeah, supernova, it, man. It was the seventies. Somebody did I was, that. I was, uh, gonna, I was gonna say saw a supernova, but I've got the car. Supernova, man, is so powerful. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what a supernova <laughs> is? Yeah, like the yeah you could drive sound. one. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how it went. The Chevy <laughs> board of directors, Nova. Super Nova. The Super No Go. <laughs> the Super No Go. The no, Super No Go. No, it, do, it, it don't go. It do, it do it do not go. It really don't go. <laughs> like Superman level don't go. <laughs> oh. Oh. Words are funny, man. Like, fast, faster than a speeding bullet. If the speeding bullet had already stopped. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I need. Oh, you have like you have it like supported by like a book or something. I do. It's a notebook, and I've been taking notes on stuff like this this week. Yeah, you just gotta figure oh, out on the words. Figure. Yeah, that's weird too. That's um... man. I just love that. I just I just literally get to look at Ali's painting all day. <laughs> <laughs> Is it inspiring? Oh, it is. 
I mean, that's why I literally put it in my workspace. It inspires me, inspires me to be the best person I can. I don't know if that was his intention, but he really enjoyed doing it. That's good. Feelings definitely mutual. He intended to inspire, you know, it sounds like he's doing it. So. Heck yeah. We were, we were finding out the other day, Kev, there was like, for word, it was idiom is the new form. But what did we say we were talking about before we learned it was idiom? It was a... Uh, idiocratic, I think? turn of phrase. Oh, before the idiom? Oh, that's the... that's. Yeah. Idiolect is what I wrote down. Um, Gotta love it, man. Gotta love the future. Gotta love where the future's going. (laughs) Gotta hate it at the same time and be scared of it, but you gotta embrace it. Yeah. Gotta change. Change of the times. Really? Really, if anything, if anything, how fast the times have evolved and changed, it just shows that you have to be able to adapt the ones that cannot adapt are definitely the minority. It's true. And they're just, they're a dying, where, they're, they're legitimately uh, a dying breed. Evolution, man. That's where We're evolving. I feel like that's, that's dangerous at the same time though, because it's like some adaptions we don't, we don't look into the long-term effects of it, even though we like embrace them fully. You know what I mean? We're just like, okay, cool. We're jumping on board with this you know, like with social media and all this other stuff and everything else that's like has so much adverse effects that it's like, you can't not have a social media platform if you want to be a productive like person in marketing or art or pretty much anything. Like you need to have a social platform to have it on mm-hmm. yeah. in this like marketing world now. And it's, it's like, but social media is so just toxic at the same time. It depends. It depends on what you are allowing to see on your social media. But then you're putting yourself in a, in a, in a house of mirrors. If you're just getting rid of everybody who has different views and different aspects than you, then it's just like, well, that's, like the, that's another that, problem. That's too, the beautiful thing about a lot of these social medias is like, you don't you, like, you don't necessarily like say, for example, you're friends with someone like they're good friends, but they're, presence on social media they post a bunch of stuff that you just don't support you can unfollow them you don't end the friendship per se but you just don't see their posts and then you can still go to their page to see what they're posting if you want to that's better that's what i'm saying place that like that one-on-one that going to meet in person doing a business meeting like it doesn't. Social yeah, media, no, it does does a lot of it's meant to keep up with stuff. And I think a lot of times it's for word of mouth to set up the right. one-for-ones. And especially if you're going to use it as a business outlet like that for where you're trying to market yourself or for any type of product or something like that, that's definitely the way you'd have to do it. You know, it's got to be the politically correct thing, the, co- the politically correct side of you per se. So you look like at that's, you, go ahead. You look at it as like you have like your immediate personal circle. And that's the people that yes. like are that you live in the vicinity of. And then you go to social media and you're uh, and you're connected to the online web anywhere in the world. 
So you take, you go from having like a small personal circle to having a giant worldwide outlet. Right. And right. now, and network and that, because like through, through these social media websites, you can be friends with someone that's 13, 14 hours away from you over in a completely different country over in China. They're going into the new day right now. Right. And that's one thing I definitely agree is it's made the world a much smaller place. And that's where you see where like when there's uprises for people wanting change in humanity in one country, like other countries see that too. And they're like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, they're speaking up for themselves. Like we also Mm -hmm. should do the same. So there is that, you know, there is, it's like everything. It's moderation. There's great that comes from it, but it's not the only tool left in the, you know, toolbox. It's just, it's purely just a tool for connecting. And that's what it allows. Exactly, that's right. like, like, like you said, it like brought the world smaller in, in, in I, I would agree, but the word, the term that I would use is it connected the world more because bef- before, before the internet, True. the world was just this vast, huge place. We had no idea what was going on over in Africa, over in Australia, over in Yugoslavia, over in your neighbor's backyard, four houses and a mile down the road. Well, people knew, but they only knew because of what someone else had told them or what media or had told they, them. And or so unless they, or, or if they saw it themselves. Like view of a different country. Right. And, you know, not many people had the opportunity to, to go travel the world. But now it's like you can get an actual person who does a day-to-day job this view of how their day goes. You know, you know the true essence. It's not somebody who went over there for three days and tells you how Africa is because they were there for three days. Like, so, mm-hmm. so they've lived it. Right. They've lived it. They've experienced like the truth about it. You know, you don't get an image. It's perspective. You know, you don't get an image of anything after three days, after a month. Like, I would argue more for a month culture than, more, than three days. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> But a year's better than a month, and 10 years is better than that. Yeah. 10 years is a commitment, though. 10 years is a commitment. It's a tenth of your life. It is. I depend. You can live past 100 now. Figuratively. (laughs) I mean, at the rate that we're going, give it like 50 more years, and we're going to be more robot than human. Dude, my my teacher, like one of my college professors was saying, he's like, your nieces, like the kids, that, like your guys' kids and stuff, like they're going to probably live to like 120, 130. It's going to start being the more closer average age. Like we've already progressed like all the like um, medical and, you know, they're, they're learning that even age is a disease. And so if they were able to crack that and solve the disease yep. of age, like – when 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 do we when do you stop working when you just don't want to no more like i don't know and i mean that's literally like we're paying into social security and we're never going to see a cent of it by the time we are in that bracket it'll have long is, it'll though, long, is, is, it'll if, long if be we're gone. able and somebody told me, some old person told me that they were threatened that they said, don't worry about that. Cause we were threatened that our social security would be taken away too. And it never happened. Um, but with it too, is it's like, if you're, if they're curing the aging process, you're not going to degenerate. 
so you can keep working you can keep doing new stuff and giving back to the society and it's like your body's not going to deteriorate if they solve solve that problem of actual age you know so you won't have to depend on others that's very it's true a weird thing to think about oh it Probably is use an ai to help us solve it and it'll purposely kill off the humans and then like i've seen this in a movie somewhere <laughs> silly work into the implants <laughs> yep. it's crazy to think about though well, it's just, and it's crazy that we don't yeah. know more about the human body i mean we could tell you every tiny thing about every element and all these animals and everything and i mean we know a lot about the human body but if we know so much about chemistry why haven't we remade human organs before why can't we break that down into like its main what makes it up how is it made i think right I, and we I can understand we how it's made but we can't recreate it yeah we well, can we, can we make do them have reproduce themselves we do have artificial organs right but they're usually created by growing cells off of cells using stem cells they need a host cell to give it to dictate what the cells are going to do. But we aren't able to just go, hey, I've got a little of this chemical, this chemical, this chemical, this chemical skin. You know what I mean? We're not able to start with yeah. just basic components yeah. and make it. We have to like, we have to take a cell, get it to duplicate it by feeding it stem cells and feeding it proteins and different things like that. And then over time, it can turn it. That's how they're doing the artificial meat and stuff too, is through that similar process. Yeah, I mean, just using you, you, using different processes, absolutely. So we could do that down the road if we could control and tell those cells what to become. Like if we can learn how to tell them what to do, but we don't know how to tell them what to do yet. Well, to my understanding, at least, maybe we do. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're not at the point where we can truly manipulate all the cells in our body, which we have we have millions of cells in our bodies. Yeah. So it'd be insane. And getting closer to that with CRISPR and stuff too, though, where you can nip that shit in the butt and you nip your genetics in the butt. You know what I mean? Like with the CRISPR where they can cut out and splice your DNA. Before you're even born. So we kind of can do that. Right. But it, like, would be, but it would be crazy if we just could man- manipulate all of our cells to like form like whatever we were manipulating them to do. Like almost like shape-shifting your body to however you want it. They're all carbon. They it's are. all carbon at the end of the day. Why can't we? Look at all the other you stuff. Know what I mean? What's carbon. stopping you? Yeah. There was um, uh, one of my exes. Uh, she said one of her relatives was into witchcraft and stuff like that. And how they always talked about that. You would teleport as you would literally break yourself down into particles. And like your particles would work through the other particles in the object. And that's how at least their, her form of witchcraft solved teleportation it's literally think, breaking yourself down and moving through something i think there's a lot of truth to a lot of the things that have been deemed crazy in the past that they probably had a much better understanding a different perspective that has just been killed off throughout time because it's crazy don't think right. that because it's crazy it's, but it's like there was probably some cool shit that we used to do as a species back in the day Right, but because people didn't, and we may have explained it in a weird way or weren't completely right. Exactly. How much has been lost already to time? You know, (sighs) that's like um, that 
library that was set on fire during a war. I can't remember the name of it at this moment, but like tons, tons of ancient history just gone, just gone because of war, because someone like just burned up this ancient library. And it's like all this human history and knowledge and tons of ideas gone to fire. And that's just like, oh, it hurts. It hurts. It's thousands of years ago and it still hurts me. I just feel it like right here. And it's just, I don't know. You ever feel like that? Knowledge is so precious. That's a, that's a prophecy of the human race. We think we're, we're going to be around forever and we'll just be up in a puff of smoke. Dude, we do it. So it's the same thing you see on a school ground. You know, like when like some like somebody's sitting there building a really nice like sandcastle or something like that. Someone else gets jealous and has to come over there and destroy it. You see that time and time again, like jealousy causes people to like halt production. And it's or because somebody wants more because someone needy is greedy. And it's like, uh, Those are toxic traits. They are. They're systemic, though. They stem uh, from the ground up. I yeah. Mean, the fear of somebody being better than you at something causes that jealousy. It's. I don't know why that's a thing. Well, why that's, are we scared of people being better? That's that's for people that that value. That's for that's for people that go off of what other people's opinions of themselves are. And actually worry about controlling what other people think about them when it's not something you can right. control. You, all you can right. do is just your be the best person that you can do. Like you said, like it's your actions, like just act how you want them to perceive you as, and then just be if a person, be a good it, person. If, if you want them to perceive you that way, you obviously want to be that way. Right. So just do it then. Yeah, do it. You're going to be happier right. yourself. Be the person doing what you want to be. And that's I mean, that, that's, that's actually some, that's actually work. something that you could like. Your own personal actions is the only thing that you can control. Yeah. Right. Even like even especially when people go to blame people for stuff. Mm-hmm. There's only one person to blame. You made your own decisions literally even if you didn't make a decision that's a decision you chose not to make a decision so one had to be made in place and if you if you chose something's got to be done we can't not do anything if you chose to put all of your faith in this one thing and decided not to have a backup plan that's your fault for not having a backup plan and then what did you learn from this for the next time have a backup plan you can do lessons learned important you have to learn a lesson Mm mm-hmm because if you don't learn the lesson, you think there's nothing wrong with you. Absolutely. And, and then I'm not right. saying and, I'm and not saying there's nothing wrong have... with nobody. Nobody's perfect. We're well, always I'm, all growing. We're always all learning. We're all just playing the part, pretending like we know what we're doing until we kind of things happen and we do start to know what we're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. As Trying much understanding. Like... That's where me. Me and my mom were having this conversation today about this with like the different types of management that you run into. And like, there's two different styles that you normally see with managers. You have the first kind of manager who is like very sheepish of teaching anybody too much because they don't want someone to take their job. They want to teach people what they need to know to be useful to them. And that's all they're going to ever know. And it really stifles things because when that person's gone, then no one else can do the job. 
But then you have another type of management that their goal is to make people that surpass them. Like that's the next generation. They train them so hard that they want them to overshadow them and take their place. And it's like, that's the mentality you need is like, you should want to instill into other people, like make them better versions of themselves, be a better version yourself to inspire that in others. And if they surpass you, you did a great job as a leader because you pulled out potential in them. You know what I mean? That they like executed like everybody has potential and it's just giving them that opportunity to shine it instead of, you know, suppressing people. Like that's just not the method to do it. If I had to pick a meaning of life, I would say it's to learn and grow as much as you can while you're here. And the best way to do that is by sharing with other people. You know, I've learned that the most just from having kids. I learned more from my four-year-olds than I remember learning in all of elementary school. Granted, I know I learned how to read and write in elementary school, but these guys, like, maybe it's just because I'm more older and mature enough to understand that I don't know some of the questions they're asking me. And they're kind of like big questions or it's things that are just common sense. And it's like, why is it common sense? And you have to stop and actually think about it, you know? I don't have any good examples off the top of my head, but... Like, why is why is the sky blue? Why is, you know, why is clouds? Why, why, why? Like... Even with a the scientist, if you ask yeah. why enough times, right? Like you can, you can pause it. It's like, well, it just cause it just is. And it's like, it's, there's no, nothing it's not wrong just with is. being That's curious. Not how stuff is. <laughs> exactly. You should not be afraid to be curious. You should not be afraid to ask questions. And I feel like a lot of us are, well, quit asking so many questions. You know, that's kind of how it is. Do your job and shut up. I think, I think the context depends. In what sense? In terms of asking questions. I think if you don't ask questions, you don't learn. And in, the, in, in our society where people are asking less questions, they are learning less as a result. It's true. And it's, do you feel like no. it's because people don't want to learn or it's because they're afraid? What? I don't know. Me they're personally, I think learn? they're, yeah, I think they're afraid to learn. I think I think once you once they once they get to a comfortable point that they don't want to embrace new knowledge, but realistically they don't, they don't want anything to rock the boat. And if it, and like while we're talking about like meanings of life, we may know a lot, but we will never know everything. No, exactly. And so it, there's, and, there's never a stopping point. And you're going to have people that are going to be a completely different mindset from that, that are going to believe that they truly know and they, they like, they know the best of everything, every topic. You're going to have people that, that are the opposite. You're going to have people in between. It's true. It's everything, right? I think everything now, has its, I think it's high end, it's low end, it's average, guys. Mm -hmm. Right. I think nowadays, though, like, society is also pushing you away from that from um from asking questions because like you're so scrutinized for asking questions like was you ask google yet did you check google like no i'm having a conversation with human beings to see if i could share knowledge with my you know the people around me so i can get a better like a Dep better answer and also you know Depending on what that question is, some nine out of ten times I go to Google before I converse with people. Which well, a, lot of, a lot of a lot of it you can. A lot of it you can. 
you know, what's the phone number for this place? What time does this place close? Yes. You don't need to have all it, conversations. It depends, it depends on what the basic, no. it depends on what that information is. No. But if it's something simple that someone around you probably knows because it's something common that you just don't happen to know, then we should have that social interaction. And because you can learn it from a computer and go and search all this, but you could have a conversation and learn a whole different thing that you went into learning because it was an interaction with a different person and they can teach you even more. It's all about that. the way it's like it's just presented by asking that to question you, to a real how you yeah. receive it. Yeah, because and, and uh, you're, 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 you, see a, you see probably more often people are scared to ask questions that they feel are stupid questions or that the person right. that they ask feels is a stupid question. Right. And I always grew up with, you know, only, well, not grew up with, but what I heard a lot, you know, is like only stupid question is a question that's not asked. And that's something I took as a manager is like, I'd rather you come to me and ask me than fuck it up. And I just have to deal with a big problem later on. Mm-hmm. And unless you were asking for some other intent because you wanted to try to get somebody in trouble or you had like some other intent behind the questions that you're asking, I never was like, I never looked down on somebody for asking any question, even if I thought the answer was obvious, because it's like, I don't know your experiences. I don't know what you know and what you don't know. Like, I know I've asked stupid questions before that I know are stupid. So how am I going to sit here and make you feel bad about asking a question? Like, that's just not, I don't know. Not progressive. It definitely definitely astounds me as well, because in in my opinion, there is no such thing as a stupid question, because any 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 question is is validating someone's interest in learning something. That's why they're asking that question. Right. Unless unless they are unless they are true, unless unless it is from the opposite spectrum and they are asking a question that, you know, they know the answer to. They're asking you that question to get your attention right right and that is something that needs to be addressed if it is the case oh but, absolutely yeah. how do you address that though because i have that problem with people i would ask i would just conf- you know i was trying to think of i have that problem with my four-year-old that is that's a tough that's a tough one I, I i know he knows what he's doing but he acts like he doesn't because he wants to. So at least that's what I've learned from management. You ask him questions to be like, you know, you kind of let him answer, put him like admit it himself because you put, ask him the questions that makes him admit it. So it's like, Hey, what happened to this? Or why did you do this? Or where did this come from? Because he's going to have to come up with some answer for it. And the more you kind of prod and go into, at least this is with managing other people. But if I come to them with why or what happened here or things like that and kind of push a little bit further. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. And especially like, I, I highly agree with that because if you can kind, if you can kind of paint, like, like paint the picture in terms of the question that like they are asking to get the attention, then, then you can literally be like, why? Like, Hey, like, Hey, like, Hey bud, let me ask, let me ask you about this. Let me get your let me get your opinion on this. Why like like what like why why did the like and then whatever even if the kid even if they if or even if the person says well I I don't know like 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 can like is it okay like would you like to know what I what I what I believe and then you can let them know your opinion and then nine out of ten times 
they'll be able to like, they'll come up with something that won't be, I don't know. Once they hear something from you. Even True. I don't know, you can even refer what I, cause you'll get, I don't know a lot. Oh, absolutely. I get that all the time. Stuck. That's the default. That, of course, that's so the, of course, that's the default. Again, you ask the same question in a different way because the second time they can't, like, it's weird. Like they know, they know. And if you call them out again, it's like, oh, they know I know. And then it's like, okay. And so you ask them the same question in a different way. And sometimes that works. I don't know. That makes sense. Because if I keep asking it in the same way, why would I expect a different answer? Why should I? Right. Right. So why should they expect right. to give a different answer? But if I take the time to come up to ask a different question in their mind, okay. It's, it's right. funny. That makes sense. But, it's, it's, but also, it's also, stop if, them from being so defensive. Yeah. They're defensive. You, and if, and you if, you give, if you give them your opinion as an example... And then they say, oh, it's not that at all. Well, how far, how far am I off? Oh, yeah. I won't talk about it because it's something with work. (laughs) It just, it, 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 it really just comes down to knowing how to speak their language. Right. That's the trick. And especially, especially with kids that are learning their language. The best way you do that is listening, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you learn the language. Yes. Back and what I'm learning problem. too is like taking your preconceived notions out of it too. Like we love to go in things knowing that we know the whole situation and how things worked out before we ask questions. And that's one thing I really had to like kick myself back as a manager is like, I can't go in there knowing I know what the situation is before I've asked people who were there what happened. Like, that just doesn't make sense kind of thing. You got to actually do the detective work, get everybody's right. statements and see the witnesses. Right. I wasn't saying, no. Yep. Look at the scene, go take their statements and cross examine it with what actually you have. Yep. Like, approach you gotta, it, you, approach you it with, approach work. it with logic. There's a pile mm-hmm. of crap somewhere in there is the truth. <laughs> right, and the, right. And the, and right. these are oh, the, how my mom said and, today. These are going to be especially things to learn to to remember when your kids start lying to you. Oh my god, I know. I'm not looking forward to it. I like yeah. to pretend like it's but not using happen to me. using these tactics, you'll be able to bust them. You will, and you'll be able to avoid it a lot more because you'll be the open parent that can talk to them and stuff. You know that too. Yeah. I don't want to be the parent whose a... kids don't talk to them and they don't want to ask them questions and they just say what the parent wants to say. It right. comes from the I get that. I get that. This is a, a quote my aunt said to me today is she, that she kind of lives by. She said there's uh, there's three uh, versions of a situation. There's your version of what happened, there's my version of what happened, and there's exactly what happened. <laughs> and it's like yeah. there, neither of us are right. It's, it's an accumulation. It's something completely different. Like neither of us is exactly what happened. It's our perception, our perception from our point of view, from what we could hear and what we could see and what we put on it. And it's like, there's a third thing and that's what actually happened. That makes total sense. Do you think the yours, mine, and the truth, when you think of the yours and the minds, that creates alternate timelines where that actually did happen. 
I think about that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to lie. That's so interesting. Like, oh, especially when I'm smoking my cigarettes and I'm taking my time to just do like some like depress. Uh, I'm not going to, uh, not depressing as in terms of like depressed, but like uh, depressing, like venting. Decompressing? Decompressing. De- decompressing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Decompressing. That's the better word to use. Yes. Yeah. Like taking some time to decompress. So, and I think about that all the time, thinking about, think about like things that happened in the past, things about things that could have gone different ways thing. And then I think about like in an alternate universe that would have gone that way. And I wonder what the result would have been in our universe would be saying. But that's what the journal is for, by the way, you write that shit down, write down alternate smoky timeline. I would need a lot of journals. That's one that's thing how, that's that I, I explored when I was going through. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing I explored when I was going through some more of my negative times because, like, there is so much negative that happened. And, like, I couldn't focus on anything but the negative aspect. But the only way I was able to pull myself out of that is I was look at what negative happened. And then I keep following it. And I'd be like, well, if that thing didn't happen then none of that good stuff would happen. So if I go back and get rid of that negative thing from happening, who says I'm going to be in a better place? I wouldn't have that humbleness, that experience, that, you know, that strength from the struggles that you've been through. Yeah. It's like, you can't just go back and erase all the errors and solve your problems. That's not how life works. You're stronger because of them. You learn every moment in your life from your experiences. This is literally a quote from your journal. Today, right. or, today yeah. was a rough day, but not as rough as yesterday. At least it wasn't as bad as the previous day. Yeah, that's true. And that's it's the only thing that keeps you going, you know, and you have to change that. Why? The only reason your life is any different day to day is because the decisions that you make. Mm-hmm. Do I get up and go do something I enjoy? Do I go push myself? Do I do this? Like, People let the they let this woe is me. The world is pushing the me world's down. Totally it's totally like, screwing you over. It's always right. It's screwing everybody over. It's slapping everybody. In the Literally, face. cool. Get up, figure some shit out, make yourself happy. The world yeah. is not your friend. It's literally trying to just no. suck us into the core. The world is just a place. Right. It will kill you one day. The one world day is just you. a place that we reside oh. in. Mm-hmm. We have no control over anything that's happening. In, in terms of, unless it's like personal yeah. control on like stuff that like you actually do control, like your possessions and stuff, but you have no control over like what your neighbor decides to do. You have no control over like right. what that person speeding a hundred miles an hour down this public road is deciding to do. You can throw something at them like, hey, slow down, but like what's going to happen if you do? And is and the risk worth reward? To- is the risk... Yeah. Yeah, you catch that you catch this person yeah. off guard. They veer off the road, do a wicked flip in the air and like hit like a oil tank, oil trucker and it explodes and it kills like 50 people. Because you told that person to slow down. Right? Or they stop, you somehow have an actual meeting conversation with them and can make a point to them that their actions are dangerous and they could actually kill somebody by being careless of others. It could go anyway, you know, but I don't know. You don't know. No one knows. <laughs> no one really does. But that, but that, but, but, but that's just, but that's just the point is 
no one really knows and it doesn't really matter. No one really cares. Care right. about care about what right. matters and what you can control. Dude, that's that's the truth even with creating creating stuff. Because like the biggest thing I'm running into with all my projects, there's this certain window of time where I go, why the fuck am I doing this? Why am I making this thing? There's no and, real point to me making this thing. And then I have to go. And you just got to keep I going. I don't care. I don't I'm, ca- I want to make this yeah, thing. I'm, I'm, exp- I I'm, exp- like I'm this expressing thing. and this is what I'm going to do. There doesn't need to be a point. Right. And it, there dude, was a point in your no mind at one anything. point. That's why you're doing so it. So make a reason. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Make reason. You're doing it for a reason. Give yourself a reason. Right. You can see what the subconscious mind is doing because there's definitely things in my own drawings where it's like, I didn't catch that till after that I was doing that or those things like that. It's the subconscious mind when you're just like letting it go. So you can be other aspects in there. Right. That's it's almost like what Walt was saying where you can let yourselves do what you want them to do. He was saying change them, but it's kind of the same thing. Like, you're not thinking and your hand just does what your mind sees and makes it, you know? That's where I keep having this conversation lately about passion. Like passion isn't something that you just discover one day that you like to do something. I feel like passion is something that in a form you've done your whole life. You can't help but do this thing. And now you're seeing it in a more like experienceable form. Like, that's what I ran into with my aunt when I was talking to her about coloring. She's like, I've never been an artist. I've never been someone who like colors, but I'm getting really good at it. And then I started talking to her and she started talking about her house. And she started talking about how like, she's very courageous with what color she picks and she'll have tons of different colors in a room. And, and I'm like, that's part of it. That's what you've always been doing with color. And it's like, your passion is something that's always followed you. You're just finally tapping into it and seeing it for what it really is. Giving it a chance, right? Right. Believing in yourself, like having confidence in yourself to do what you love. That has no reason besides that you like to do it. (laughs) Sometimes it's okay to do things because you want to do them. Indulge yourself. Right. 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 We do so much things because other people want us to do it. We can do things that we want to do. That's fine. It is. It is. And you shouldn't, it shouldn't have to feel like a guilty pleasure. You shouldn't have to no, no. feel guilty for doing the things you're wasting you time. Yeah. Passion right. is just another way of saying a strong interest. Hey, hey, you stop that shit and go back to playing your video games. <laughs> yeah right yeah my parents saying you'll never make any money playing those video games and now these kids are making yeah know, 10 million dollars literally like and it's like you lied to me and, it's, <laughs> and literally there it's just their it, from from their perspective they just want you to not play video games all the time they want you to engage with other people they want you to um sharpen your skills per se but like you, like you just said, like people legitimately are making a ton of money legitimately playing video games because it's something that they've adopted as a skill. Right. Just like and it's moderation. It's like everything skill. in life. Right. Mm-hmm. And you moderate how much you do it. Like everything can be beneficial. You need time to decompress and play video games and do whatever. But do you do it all day or do you do it for a little bit and go back to work? You know what I mean? It's, it's that that's different. The, and that's the thing. Like I'll bet you like there's probably 
there's probably like one, two, and in between, but like people that play video games, people that do not, people that don't work at all and have income from other means so that they can do whatever they want at all times. And then people that have to rely on income from employment and they can, and then it's a stress relief or it's like how they stay social with their friends, or it's just something that fills the void. Some people watch TV. Some people have other jobs. Some people do illegal activities. You fill the void. Yeah. And you have to fill that's the void. Some the people don't have anything. Right? Some people don't fill the have anything to fill with the void, or they're filling it with the wrong things, though. And what I've been seeing is that causes a lot of frustration. So even though you may have found like a good thing for you to fill the void, some people never find that or struggle to find that. I'm going to ask a question. Yeah. Do you feel that, do, do you feel like someone who does heroin is in the wrong? I can't judge them for that. Like I, I've never, you know, from I've my experience, what I've heard yeah. about it, See, like a lot of right. people, a lot and of people, just the fact that they're doing heroin, it's like, it's heroin. Of, of course it's wrong. It's illegal. It, it's, it's terrible for your body, but you're not looking at it from their perspective. Most people that are right. chasing the dragon what... have a reason that they're chasing the dragon. Mm-hmm. Correct. They have their own personal reason. I really learned They've that from got cannabis. Their own life. Is... Right. And like, I like to smoke cannabis and like, that's something that's very demonized, has been very demonized my whole life. And from people who love to drink alcohol could say you're a criminal, you're a deadbeat, you know, all these worst things about people who just smoke cannabis. And like, that's where it's made me more accepting of other people because people need certain things to get through this life. Life's hard and there's certain things you hold on to and you have to learn a lesson. And sometimes it's too unbearable and we can take pharmaceuticals. It can be all these different escapes that people make. Everybody has a vice. I have my vice. So I can't, right. I can't, I can't judge you for your vice because I know I have one and I can't say my vice is better than your vice because I don't know that I haven't lived my whole life yet, you know? So it's like, yeah it's like you said before it's like i can't control what my neighbor does that's not my problem unless he's like on heroin coming and banging on my door and trying to fight me then yeah i'm gonna have a problem but i'm gonna make that my my issue because now you're affecting me oh yeah if you have to do your own thing and you're not affecting me and you're trying to that's i'm just doing i hope i hope things go well and i hope you figure out your stuff but i'm gonna have to let you do you because at the end of the day unless you want to change and you want to do something about it you're not going to anyway Absolutely. So you can do. You have to want to change. I'll be here for you. That, yeah. But right. But you have to want to change first. I'm never going to make you. It's just not going to happen. I think it's. I think it's crazy that people will be judgmental of people that have done acid. But like anyone that's done acid is not going to be judgmental because they know what it's like and they know how it is. But anyone that has not, and anyone that doesn't even really care to do any research on it. It's just going to be like, oh, that's a drug. You're a drug user. You're a drug abuser. I feel like a lot goes of back to what we were talking about earlier. Hollywood as they're refusing to yep, ask yep. questions. Yes, that's they're what it is. Afraid of the knowledge. Judging they they don't need the knowledge. They've got the knowledge. They saw a movie. No. 
They know oh, all yeah. about it. Yep. Re- reefer Mad Reefer yep. Madness. Yeah. Reefer Madness. Yep. It's uh, wrong. It's SLC just gonna make Punk. you rape and kill people and yeah. Like you and know, that's that was pushed also racism and right. It makes you dumb and stupid and but if you look some of the greatest minds in in, in our in society or in like history, in history. It's like, there was some kind of drug. Yeah, like either acid or cocaine or, you know, whatever it was, it was something. Even if it was just tobacco, that's nicotine, that's a drug. Like, mm-hmm. it's a stimulant and a depressant. It's like, you know, it's like... Before before, ca- before cannabis was on the rise, it was opium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whatever happened to And opium? then Quaaludes, too, I guess. Oh, it's, it's still around. Still around, it, yeah. but you never hear they about put, it. So how so how it's still around is they have opiates in medicine. Oh, yeah. okay, and opioids. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's not the full thing as opium, but it's a piece of it. It's got it's got and pieces it's, of pieces of the effects. It could be a synthetic version of it too, which we're learning is is a big thing that's on the rise because of the criminalization of drugs. You oh, have absolutely. These, uh, pharmaceutical versions and their clones. What it is is they have super similar chemical structures, but they might be like one little thing off or one little thing off. And it's that, that one, one little, little thing, thing that compounds over time. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that kill that's people probably, and destroy people's lives. And That's probably where you try to make a synthetic version of an organic thing once again. Mm-hmm. Right. What, what are we missing? Le- there, there's there's got to be like one small thing that we don't see to connect those dots. Like the, um, like the issue well, of fentanyl? that was like going through society yes. in place of, uh, I think it was Oxycontin or one, it was in place of something. I don't remember what it was, but like, I just remember like learning how like, it, how like this drug is terrible, like does terrible things to your body. And people were taking it when they thought, I think it might've been cocaine now that I think about it or something. It, it, it was something, but it was just, it was a big deal when they found out that like what you were taking was not the drug and it was actually fentanyl. Hmm. I heard it was getting put in everything. There was even I I mean I never looked weed. into them there legitimately. There's even right? cases where people were saying, "Yeah, fentanyl being put in weed," and it's literally just like to increase. I don't know if that was to increase weights or what, but like it doesn't make sense, and it's it's just dangerous, and it's because the black market doesn't care. It has no kind of regulations or anything else like that. It's out there to make a make money, but if you legalize it and inform people and put regulations on it and you know what I mean? Like you can have more control over on than leaving it to the black market, which is going to exist. And like, legalization is different than synthesization. Oh, absolutely. Right. Even decriminalization, like it's decriminalization is a step towards it because it lets people who are addicts seek help without feeling like degenerates and criminals. You're it not going to see okay help to talk about you feel like shit. It makes it right. It's no longer a taboo right. word in society. You're allowed to talk about it. You're allowed to open a business exactly. that handles that stuff. You're not going to get in trouble for going to that business. They're not just there to catch you and turn you into the police anymore or something, which I'm sure a lot of people are scared of, you know? Right. Yeah. And we all seek drugs. Humanity is still seek drugs since day one, you know? Like, we're trying oh, yeah. to get the high. We're trying to get that different, like, yeah, alcohol, everything. We've had that, that mind-changing state. You Wine know, goes as that. far back as you could even think. Right. And that, and they were was, making a, a cannabis. It's called bong from Africa, which is a cannabis wine from back then too. 
Interesting. I've actually, I've been learning yeah. about more uh, cannabis infused wines and I'm just kind of like, huh? Like in terms of a relaxation, like, wow, that's actually pretty smart. Right. And I guess, yeah, look in the bong too. I think that's what it was called. It's uh, one of the original cannabis wines from like Africa. I'm going to have to look into that. But that's where it's too. It's like we have full cannabinoid systems in our body because we just like, you know, we've lived next to dogs and domesticated them and all that. It's the same thing with cannabis and, and other substances is we've lived next to them with society for so long we've developed genetics to handle them better and they've developed to better, you know, affect our genetics. And that's why you have a cannabinoid system in your body that like responds to the different cannabinoids in cannabis. So our evolution periods have synced up. Yeah. We've, we've, we've grown together because we're one giant organism, just like your body and all the cells and everything else. The earth is the same thing. It's got all these different cells. It's just, it's it's just millions, billions, trillions of cells. Exactly. Right, it's just working together, have their own jobs. Yep. Everything. Mm-hmm. This computer, this journal, this pen, my hoodie. It's all just manipul it's cells manipulated. Right. And you have you have you you yourself are your own universe. You have tons of microorganisms that live on your skin and in your eyebrows and in your body mm-hmm. and you have your own universe like inside of it. And it's just crazy to think about. I think it's six pounds. Six pounds of your body, on average, doesn't share your DNA. I can believe that. However crazy that six pounds of you does not share your DNA. I can believe that. Because especially you think about like how much of a mass your body is in terms of poundage. Right. You have so much surface area on the skin and there's tons of like... You pick up organisms all the time that, you know, just along for the ride for a little bit or stay on and become a part of you. And, you know, we're all just this big movie. When you die, you go right back to them and they eat you up. The same ones that you pick up all your life are the things that eat you when you decompose. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's like, oh, this one's done. It's finally Let's my send time. Back to the earth. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I've been waiting. <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy to think how many of those things do actually do good inside us too, you know, like we don't realize things we pick up along the way that actually help us out. Oh yeah. Like oxygen. Well, yeah, even that, I didn't about that, but like I, the microbes and the weird stuff like that, like are there, they can't all be bad, right? No, you have gut fauna, which is literally like a forest in your stomach and people need surgeries or different, like they need to introduce other people's gut fauna into their guts to better help process foods and balance all that stuff out. You have a whole ecosystem in there. <laughs> I, I could, I could believe that we have an entire ecosystem, but I'll, but, but I also think there's gotta be like something to the level of like filters that like these particles go through and then like the, it, the filter stops like the bad particles and then like the better particles is like, kind of like what makes it through in terms of like, makes it makes it to your body and actually like helps per se well i think it that's your antibodies stuff because so then your yeah. antibodies will the attack stuff you don't need is shit right the yeah stuff you don't need right your antibodies will attack it but bacteria are smart enough and evolved enough where they can trick your antibodies to make them think that they're normal cells oh absolutely. and so that's where like covid and different things are like that is that they they've evolved right along with us and our 
counters to them, they've been like, oh, well, we could just act like we're part of you until you don't notice and we've already spread it through all throughout your body. Like, and that's just, why that's why it's constant so, evolution together. That's why it's so important to treat an infection because oh. if you leave an infection untreated, right. it, it just it takes its toll because it tricks your antibodies, like you said. Sometimes I feel mm-hmm. like humans are that infection on the earth. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. We have what? no limits. We think everything's ours. We keep expanding and expanding. Like what's not We've infectious about how many that? different species? Watching a yep. black clover. To claim more resources. They're at a point where like one of the main enemies is like full blown devil and is like humans are the scum of the earth. Humans are nothing but evil embodied in a being or whatever. Like they're just talking all this negative stuff. And I'm just like, yep, that's exactly what a devil would be saying. Right. And this is a kid show. Well, if you consider anime a kid's black clover show. is that an anime mm-hmm. no not always not all anime are kids shows. yeah not all <laughs> anime i can't say but like this one this one's this, this one where... this one's supposed to be like a naruto if you would if you could say naruto That's where i think like everybody's capable of that sometimes naruto as a kid is a kid show i like, would say all everybody... the time most of the time oh before i had chip it in yeah, but Chippendale's probably uh, um, that was like yeah. I'm trying to think what shows we watched as kids, and now they're remaking them. I guess Rugrats would be a close comparison, but even that was a little far off. Cat Dog, <laughs> SpongeBob, SpongeBob's been the craze. It's been all over well, the I internet. Guess, well, we can say Karate Kid because now we get Cobra Kai. Chippendale was like Cobra Kai. SpongeBob's okay. a really good example too because SpongeBob worked on a lot of levels. It can be appreciated by a very young audience, but I don't, I've been for whatever reason been watching a lot more of like the deep. Like a lot of people break down SpongeBob. Like a lot oh, of people absolutely. analyze the episodes. A lot of people like it. There's a lot of theories that go into it, and a lot of adult jokes, and a lot of like. There's a lot of levels to SpongeBob, so I think that's a really good comparison. As a kid you grow to not like Squidward. But then as an adult, Squidward is your favorite. <laughs> right. Right? Squidward I saw a lot, like, gets a about it. That, and then it said, it said like that, and then it continued, and then later on you realize you're really this guy, and it cuts to like this just random fish that's just driving his car and then just brushing his teeth. Yeah, yeah. Very just like basic. <laughs> yeah, just, just. You're not even Squidward. J- just, the, just filling the, st- filling the statistic. Uh huh. Oh man. That show was a trip. I feel like I used to like that show and then I stopped liking it because someone told me that Spongebob was annoying. I said, yeah, Spongebob is annoying. I figured we had, I figured we had <laughs> to be getting close to that. That's where he is. We like, he's like annoying, all. but like he, see, that's the thing is he's annoying because he's just trying to have fun and enjoy life and has good intent. Like he's not a bad person. He's not, like that he's literally just trying to enjoy himself and make everybody else happy and that's why he's so annoying <laughs> you know it's like we don't see it you wouldn't need to fit in you're annoying unless you fit in and do what society wants you to do and be a part of it otherwise you're annoying us and that's annoying to me you know 
just do the day to day. Just do what you're supposed to. No, I'm so sick of doing right. the same thing That's where every day. You guys aren't bored yet. Come on. We can edit out. We need to do a, a feed out, or because we need to do this for episode ten. But we need Plan to do a, openings and endings. I have that. In we my need to do an ending. Too. A quote off. Quote off. Just like last time. Transition. Yeah, that's we an said, idea for. A, we said bunch of quotes that mean the same thing. Okay. Um, I thought you meant like a quote. Quote. Do out. you guys wonder? Oh, that would be good too. A quote to end it all. Oh, mm-hmm. that's 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 great. Do you have one? I know you, you came you've up been with doing that. a lot about this with words. No, between you, me, and the bed. Post, we, this was my but it's, it's got. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. So, um, it's got to be something. About words, consistent, right? Well, no, it's going to be different every time, isn't it? Different quote every time. I don't yeah, want I like to it be. Should, fucking... It should go with the theme. The theme Tom of the broke episode, off or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know? Well, we're gonna research on like actually like finding a quote that like goes to like a topic. Yeah, and the topics we don't come up with ahead of time, so we're gonna have to do our podcast and edit that in later. I think we've kind of you talked about, or... about language like a week ago, and that's what this kind of was about. So you're expecting me to do research for a quote? I guess I should start doing research no, we... for some of these topic ideas. Just in case we do end up talking well, about you, them, right? You already were. I didn't even ask you to, and you already said you're like doing it into like idioms and different aspects like that. So it's like it'll just naturally happen, just like everything else. And if we, yeah, I don't know what to do for a wrap out. We should we use it. your aunt's quote like, this time. Uh, it could be different every time. I think we use your aunt's quote this time. Which one? There are three yeah, versions the, of what uh, happened: you yours, said, mine, and the truth, and what yes. actually happened. Bam. Exactly. I like that. I like that. And that'll be the quote. And that's a good thing for our podcast, too, because we really admit that we're not right. You know, we know we're not right about everything. And that's something we want to get across to people, too. Like, don't take us so permanent. We're, we don't expect you to think we're right about everything. Oh, no, um, absolutely. This is we literally, don't want you literally just us share. That. It's it's it, it's kind of like... um. I listen. I listen to a uh, a radio show in the morning, and um, one of the segments that he that that uh, he'll like um, the one of the hosts will go through like three or four different topics and like share his opinion, like just like a brief one liner on each topic, and then he'll go. Those are my thoughts, not yours. My thoughts, not yours. Not saying your thoughts. One hundred percent, my thoughts. I like that. I like that. that, but that's my, that was my mindset. Like (laughs) I'm not, I'm not about to just, I'm not about to just like be that millennial in this office. Uh, Britain. Yeah. So like, like like, like what? Completely different. I'm I'm pretty sure I've met an Aubergine. It's on the shelf in the store still. Literally. Jeez. Man. I think the journal is holding this up. Supposed to be saying our real names, but whatever. The Smokey. <laughs> we'll, edit, we'll edit that part out. <laughs> and some of that's true. It's like you was bothering me. I was like, uh... <laughs> I figured you could just edit out the screen and, and post. So it was a quick note. Yeah, I figured because we could like, do that. I started. I, like two still kettle. There are websites that you, you can you find the quote of that. the day. Oh, sorry. 
I was going to say we're going to have to do well. Which we're this gonna, one has been gonna, about wordage and language. We're going to have to. Well, do, I think we're going to have to add that in later. So we can be like, well, this one fits here, and this one fits here. Like, we're smart people. We got to be able to know good. where the quotes are from, though. Yeah, we can just look those up. Yeah. We can just type it in. And then who who said this? <laughs> sure. Um. And it'll be off the wall topics. Like, like they, like they have a crew that does some damn good research. Like they always find like crazy stories. And like, that's why I love to watch to, or to listen to them in the morning as I drive into work. 